Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stefan Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And welcome to another segment of Activists Around the World. And before we start, though, because we are going to talk about legacies and like, kind of like the family tree and just people you look up to. I, I We've talked about legacies before, things that we remember, things we hope to leave behind. But... Is there something that your mother or someone important in your life who has either given you advice, said something, or did something that you hope to carry not only in your life, but to like pass it on? Yeah, yeah. I think um, I was very, very fortunate that I, uh, I think I've told this story in, in brief before on the show, but I won this award when I was in uh, high school. And you were supposed to nominate a teacher who you felt like had really contributed to how you got where you were. And I nominated my third grade teacher. And she was just so sweet about it. And people have told me, like, educators at that young level normally don't get nominated. And she told me that. I was just like, but you had such a big impact on my life. And I had gone up to give this speech, and my dad, who's very sentimental, he was a very, like, he had a good way with words. He said, because I didn't know what I was going to say. And he was like, you should say she's the architect of your dreams or whatever. Something very sweet and nice and sounded really good. Instead, I went up and told a bunch of jokes about how I probably would have been in jail if not for her and all this stuff. And I got a little laughs. But I came down and I talked to her (laughs) afterwards and I was kind of embarrassed because I knew it wasn't what my dad wanted or probably what either of my parents wanted. And she just said something so kind that was like, they they just want you to be you and this is very you and i'm i'm sure that they're very proud of you and that was one of the reasons i nominated her was she was somebody who like saw you and like made the extra effort to help you cuz i was extremely shy when i was in third grade and she like did all of these things to make sure like i felt comfortable so she was just somebody who like really went that extra step to help you succeed 
Right. I love that. Yeah, I think for me, I was actually a teacher as well. Not that, you know, we don't have other advice. But one of the things I just remember, and it was nothing like a short statement, because apparently she has a lot of sayings that I don't <laughs> remember that people talk about because she was a significant person. Um, and she was a teacher at my high school. She was a drama teacher. And when I say drama, like she exuded drama in every way. Like she was a presence to behold. Um, but one of the things I really admired about her is that she was able to admit when she was wrong and she would publicly apologize to whomever she had wronged, essentially. And it wasn't even a big deal. Like I know for me one time, I think I talked about this before, I was doing uh, Noises Off and I was a character in that show where she's supposed to wear a suit and be official. And I was like, I don't like skirts. Let me do these pantsuits because I love the pantsuits. And she's like, mm, I don't know. I came and showed it off. And she was like, okay, you're right. I publicly admit I am wrong. You are right. Because she was fighting me until I finally was able to show her this is what it looks like. And I feel more comfortable this way, especially on stage. I don't want to be wearing a skirt because I was already going up and down. And I was like, people yeah. probably can see things. <laughs> I don't want that to be seen. Right. But I, you know, I was able to do that. And she was able to like actually like make sure everybody was with us and not being like pompous, not being sarcastic was like, I want to apologize. Samantha was right. And we want to make sure that I acknowledge that I, I should have listened to her. Like, it was a whole thing. And she would also give out candy Ooh. as her way of apologizing. Yep. Uh, so I got a pack of M&M's nice. that day, too. But yeah, like, <laughs> stuff like that, like, stuck with me because, of, like, I'd never seen adults yeah. as a teenager to admit they were wrong. They'll either just pretend like it never happened or still kind of, like, gaslight yeah. you, which we didn't know that term when I was in high school, into being like, well, you should have done this mm -hmm. instead. Like, you should have told me in a different way. Or you should, you know, like, all of these excuses about why they are still not completely wrong. Yeah. And I remember that stuck with me. It was like something as an adult, like, I hope to be that adult because I learned to trust her and respect her opinions a lot more because I knew at least she was able to acknowledge when she was yeah. wrong. And stuff like that really kept with her legacy of who she was, that the kids really felt connected mm -hmm. to her because she was able to do that in such a way that made us feel like a peer yeah. in a way, and, and that she earned that respect. Yeah. she listened to you. Exactly. And I, mm -hmm. just admitting you're wrong was like, whoa, that's huge. Yeah. You know, I think that's something that we often talk about on this show, and hopefully we'll always talk about is when we see women who are in power or women who have, make a difference are able to leave a legacy of being awe-inspiring in a way that because they did something, their actions matched their words. And I love seeing that. Um, and today, we want to talk about two women who did that and who are doing that. Um, we're talking about the works of Berta Zuniga Caceres and the legacy left behind by her legendary mother, Berta Caceres. So Zuniga Caceres life has always been encompassed with activism due to her parents who've been working in the indigenous and environmental um, activism for a long time. Her mother, Barta Caceres, who I just mentioned, was a leader for the Linca indigenous community in La Esperanza, Honduras. Um, her mother helped found the Council of Popular Indigenous Organizations of Honduras, or COPINH, which is an organization working for the rights of the indigenous community in Honduras. Um, and within this activism, she also fought for the rights of the LGBTQ community and women's rights throughout her life. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. 
Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. During her activism, Beta Caceres was able to help bring attention to the damages of big corporations and industries destroying the land. She and her organizations led protests to stop construction and the ruining of the land, which also led to violence as one protest was disrupted due to the Honduran army opening fire on the protesters. And a quick side note, Honduras has been listed as one of the deadliest places in the world for environmental activists as of 2019. Hundreds have been murdered and many activists have been criminalized for their activism. But Berta continued to fight and was able to get some corporations to withdraw from the area and to stop some of the funding at the time. And many were met with violence, many of these protests and harassment for the activism. The officials during that time were on the side of the corporations as well. They filed charges against the leaders for, quote, usurpation, coercion, and continued damages against the business that had been constructing a series of hydroelectric dams on the Gualcarc River. Um, her activism and her work had put her in danger. She was placed on a list that was deemed as being under threat in 2009 by the Inter-American Commission on Human Rights, or the IACH, but that did not slow her down. Many of her opponents continued to see her as a threat and a force as she worked to continue to protect her land and the people. It was in 2016 when she had invited a fellow activist to discuss possible alternatives to hydroelectric projects. She was murdered in her home. And though she was supposed to have protection due to the threats on her life, they were not with her that day. Right. Um, and just kind of uh, putting a bow at the end of that, they finally did uh, arrest several people from one of the corporations that are still there, I believe, in 2019. And I think of as of 2021, they were convicted in being the author of her death. So there has been some justice, but I think it's, you know, it's one of those, is like, is it really justice? 
And her legacy has been carried on by her daughter, Berta, who was elected as the new president of the COPINH in 2017. Uh, she has continued to fight that her mother had started way back when, working to shut down harmful projects and the continued abuse of the marginalized people and their land in Honduras. Uh, Berta has been working with people all over the globe, trying to bring change within Honduras, including seeking to pass a legislation to suspend military aid in, in Honduras. Uh, the, the name of the bill was actually called the Berta Casieres Human Rights in Honduras Act. And this was in the U.S. And though it hasn't passed, and I'm not really sure if it's dead on the floor or what's going on, it was reintroduced from the original time, which happened in 2017. It was reintroduced in 2019. But the fact they were able to get 47 House representatives to back it, put their names on the bill, uh, does show the need for deeper research at the detriment of the U.S. military's interference in Latin America. Um, we have to call out the fact that Hillary Hillary Clinton was a part of this and did not help during these violent times, and still things are still being disruptive, and the indigenous people are still endangered today. Um, as in fact, Berta said today, uh, we have to keep holding U.S. investment companies accountable, as well as the role that country plays in Honduras's current situation. Many brave people here continue to defend the territories, the rights of communities, and nature in order to have dignity. But we need other people to support us and be clear of the situation in order to change it. And I think that's a big conversation. And as as y'all have noticed, as I have noticed, the more research we do when it comes to activism all around the world, we can't ignore the bigger play of who's financially helping and who is financially holding people back, who is assisting when they shouldn't be, and how we should be holding our own accountable for the damages happening all over the world. And I think it's important that we continue to speak on that. Um, and like her mother, she too has been deemed a threat. Uh, there's been some assaults on her as well as threats, actual attacks on her and her people by the corporations and people around her. And she's been harassed and even threatened by those who oppose her work. And when she was asked how she continues to be motivated, she said, it is the need to dignify ourselves as people. With so many people being murdered, I believe we are a country that deserves justice and we have to fight to live differently. We dream of a tranquility everyone wants with justice and truth as tenets of our struggle. When I grow disappointed by the system of impunity, what strengthens me is to see Hondurans fighting on the streets. Because if this struggle was only mine, then why should I go on? Um, yes. And again, when she was asked about her memories of her mother, she said, I remember her as a hardworking person, but I also remember her with a big smile on her face because I believe that this struggle cannot be just to martyrize ourselves. We fight with joy and hope because if we do not, more than half of the struggle is lost. We always say that the image of my mother multiplied because we found her present in the struggle of so many women from so many communities who continue to fight very hard. Um, and she has been a part of this fight from the jump. Uh, her family has been with her as well. She is currently still president of that organization um, with her master's in uh, history of Honduran and Latin countries. She's got a lot under her belt in knowing how to come forward. But yeah, she is under constant threat as her activism continues on. And we know there's a lot to be said about, again, how we need to um, be an ally for communities like ourselves and that we do talk to our representatives about bills like this and why it's important. And side note, the person who actually brought this on was a representative from Georgia, Annie. Mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> Surprising. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, I think this is a beautiful example of what we were talking about at the beginning of this idea of being, this legacy, being inspired and passing that on and other people seeing that and doing the same. So... We always love to see that. We see that so often in these episodes. 
And as always, listeners, if you have any suggestions, thanks for uh, to the people who've already sent them in. Uh, please keep those coming. You can email us at stephaniamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stuff I've never told you. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I've Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch strata coaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.